Yeah, but try not to do that cheesy fake smile. Yeah, it's my real smile. <laughs> okay. Well, try not to do that cheesy real smile. I'll try. Hey. 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 <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Hey. <laughs> we're in, carry in, here. A, in a hurting world where people hurt people all the time and we're hurt by people hurting is the natural thing but forgiveness is the supernatural thing um, we have been walking through how to pursue forgiveness to recall the hurt in a different way to empathize with the person that hurt you offer gift as an offer forgiveness as an altruistic gift um, and then to make that commitment to decide that I will forgive and pursue forgiveness and then hold on to it because um, often it will be a difficult thing to hold on to. You see the person that makes you mad, you remember them, and you kind of wonder, did I forgive? So I thought, I, I need to invite somebody with lots of practice on forgiving. And yeah, forgiving you. That's what I was going to say until you jumped in on it. I'm probably sorry, but given you more opportunities to practice forgiveness than anybody else in probably. the world. So this is Laura Turner. And... Um, I'm so glad to join you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on forgiving. Well, I'm glad to be here. Um, I there's the camera right there. Well, so yeah, thank, okay, yeah. thank you. Yep. I'll, I'll practice forgiving you for that <laughs> afterwards. Rude. I was thinking about uh, Marilyn Robinson, who's mm. one of my favorite writers and thinkers, and I think even on this um, series, I might have quoted her before, but she has a bit in the book Gilead. Um, she has this the bit about forgiveness that I have loved where um, the, the narrator, John Ames, who's a pastor is kind of recording his life in letters. Um, and he's talking about his father and his grandfather um, who are also ministers. And he says, he says this, um, he says, and grace is the great gift. So to be forgiven is only half the gift. Mm. The other half is that we can also forgive, restore, and liberate. Mm. And therefore, we can feel the will of God enacted mm. through us, which is the great restoration of ourselves to ourselves. And Man, would you read that one more time? Yeah. That's so good. I love that, especially the last bit there. Mm. Um, and grace is the great gift. So to be forgiven is only half the gift. Mm. The other half is that we also can forgive, restore, and liberate. And therefore, we can feel the will of God enacted through us, which is the great restoration of ourselves mm. to ourselves. Mm. I was thinking about how sometimes um, there will be sort of somewhat helpful um sayings or platitudes around the idea of like you have to you know forgive yourself first or mm. um you know think about think about having compassion towards yourself and like though those things are so important and true but as you think about holding forgiveness um especially towards other people um it's like we can't, in a way, I think of what she's saying as this idea that we can't really mm. experience mm. forgiveness ourselves until we've also extended it to other people. Yeah. And until we do that, we are only experiencing half of the gift. And then that picture that she kind of draws at the end of it's being restored, it's restoring ourselves to ourselves. It's like I am not fully myself mm. 
until I have been able to both receive God's forgiveness and extend it to other people so that they can be liberated, which I just, I love that word because it's always for our freedom that we are set free. Mm. Um, and I just love what she has to say there. And I think there's something in that image of restoring ourselves to ourselves that helps me think of holding forgiveness as a, a way of kind of coming back to it over and over again, kind of like you do in meditation with the breath. If you lose it, that's okay. It's not about the feeling that you have or even the thoughts that you have. It's about returning to yourself or being restored. I hadn't yourself. thought about that. Uh, it can feel really good to be forgiven. And when I've messed mm -hmm. up, that has been very powerful. Yeah. But, um, what a joy it is to actually be able to forgive somebody else. Yeah. And they may not respond well, but they may. And mm -hmm. to see somebody where they feel like they have been trapped in guilt or um, in a broken relationship and to have that get restored. Yeah. yeah. And they may not respond at all. Like it may be, you know, we've talked a little bit about people where you might practice forgiveness, but you don't have a relationship with them. And so you can't tell them that you've forgiven them. Um, how do you, how do you go about doing that when you face that situation? I mean, it's a crappy situation. Can I say that word on this <laughs> YouTube channel? You can crap. pretty much say any word you want to. And then we can oh, Tim, tell parents out. of little kids, oh, yeah. you know, what level of language, put the little explicit yeah. sign yeah. on And you there. have little kids and so you know what kind of language. I do. Well, yeah. you said C-R-A-P in front of chance yesterday. I didn't know I got to forgive you for that. Well, oh, okay. we haven't talked about that. All right, let's keep going. Anyways. So I think that one of the things that's like very true about forgiveness is there's an internal posture piece to it. And that is vital. And mm -hmm. then there can be a relational reconciliation piece to it. Mm -hmm. um, if someone isn't open to that, I have to believe there's still a really good way forward for me yes. to be able to forgive them. And sometimes I think, you know, that you talked about the empathy. I think that is part of the requirement for um, forgiveness, even when I cannot um, set things right with someone in the way that would feel good to me to do is I have to kind of like die to the wish that this mm. relationship would look exactly the way I want it to. I have to respect the other person's personhood and choices. Um, and that can be very painful and feel unfair and feel all kinds of things that I don't want to deal with. And so it makes yeah. it harder to forgive. And just as you were saying that if the relationship can't be there, uh, Rather than just saying they're bad because yeah. they don't want to be in relationship with me or whatever. Yeah. Um, that thought of I can respect the other person's choices. That's different language for it. That's actually very helpful to me. I remember this is maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail, but maybe the most like um, deeply I ever heard that idea was there's a senator named Jamie Raskin. I think is his name. Mm -hmm. And um like right around the time of the January 6th situation, his son died by suicide. And he was going back to his workplace, which was in chaos. And he talked with another senator. And I can't, I, I would love to remember who it was, but um, she said something to him along the lines of like empathy, how horrific. And um, you, you have to respect your son's choice, which feels horrible and he talked a little bit about mm. that in this essay that he wrote like <clears throat> I, ca I can't how could I do that 
And I remember when I was in college, I had a very dear friend who died the same way. And it still like rattles me a little bit to mm-hmm. think about. Um, and that's happened to me again, a couple of times or to, you know, people I know, but it's like when someone else makes a decision, I can either kind of, um, lose myself in what should be, what, what yeah. would be and how struggle it affects a me, lot. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can say, I cannot do any of this. I am truly powerless. Like mm. a lot of this AA stuff. Um, I have no control over the immense pain that I am experiencing and that is in the world. And, um, I need to let this other person live the way that they are going to live. Now all that energy in turn, I would turn towards them with compassion. I turn towards myself mm. so that I may be able to practice forgiveness empathy with them i wonder why they made these decisions what kind of world did they see that it made sense to them to Mm. make this decision what Mm. kind of pain were they in and and i don't live there but i see but you can grow as a person yeah if you open yourself if i open myself to try to consider um what's the perspective of this other person yeah and if i don't open myself there's a real fear there that i will never grow Mm. you know i will only ever be stuck or only ever um feel as good as my emotions are instead of mm. saying to myself, those emotions can be good servants, but terrible masters. I was um, talking to our mutual friend, Mark Nelson ah. the day before yesterday. And he was talking about a moment that was very significant for him. He was many years ago, walking around, just looking at people, I think downtown Chicago and all of it, a sudden it occurred to him just like I'm a self with all of these desires, thoughts, wishes, hopes, everybody is a self which is like larger than the universe yeah and uh when you talk about respecting somebody's choices i think about dallas willard's comment that we all have a kingdom so Mm -hmm. it's really kind of honoring somebody's kingdom and uh that i could walk around today and as i see people think oh that's a human being made in the image of god Mm -hmm. they have a self what's going on inside them what's going on inside them what's going on inside them rather than Everybody's a bit player in my story. Yes. Yes. Which wouldn't we all like to think that? (laughs) Like the Truman Show over here. Uh No, but I mean, I think that's true. And it's like we don't get to decide. It has nothing to do with whether we would approve of their decisions or make those same decisions. Those questions are kind of irrelevant. But it's like, just like I have a million things in my head that would justify every decision I make. So do you. Yep. So does mom, so does that, so does everybody. Mm. And so one of the ways that I think we can honor the diversity of the image of God in people um, is to try to see through their eyes and then also to practice not only receiving God's forgiveness, um, but also receive or expending that forgiveness to someone else to liberate them. So today, let the will of God flow through you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... Remember, not just that you are a forgiven person, but you have that gift to give to others. And everybody that you see is a self just like you. Forgive us our debts as we forgive. That's how I end. Oh, I'm sure you wouldn't see that. You are forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Bye. Thanks for joining us. At Become New, we want to grow spiritually one day at a time, but it's tough to do that alone. 
so we're offering a little more support for anyone who would like to work on putting the content into practice. You can sign up to receive a text at the end of each week in this series, asking if you completed the here's how portion for that week. If you want, you can reply to the text and let us know how it went, or if you need prayer in taking those action steps. To sign up for the end of week reminder, just text the word MORE to 855-888-0444 and we'll put you on the list. As always, to receive the emails or video links by text, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. If you're already signed up for the emails but aren't getting them, try checking your spam folder or better yet, you can add us to your contact list. Our email address is connect at becomenew.com. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Text your specific prayer request to 855-888-0444. There's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray specifically over every person who sends a text in. We'll catch you next time.